Hello, and welcome to Textual Tension. I am your co-host, Rachel, and every other week I pop on in here and uh, give you guys the what's what and let you know uh, what's happening in our little world. Uh, hey guys, I hope you're having a great week, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you happen to be in the States. Um, ours was great. We filled a plate full of cheese, because nothing says Thanksgiving like charcuterie. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, well, let's get down to business and knock all of the, uh, boring stuff out of the way before we get to the episode. Um, Bitsy's here helping, if you hear her around. Uh, hey, we have so much stuff in terms of social media. You can hit up our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Discord, technically, I guess that's social media, at Textual Tension Pod across the board, although the Discord link is in uh, the link on our Instagram. Uh, we also have a website, TextualTensionPod.com, and an email address, TextualTensionPod at gmail.com. Um, and hey, we love to get recommendations from you. Actually, the book from this episode is a recommendation, so if you want to give us a recommendation, hit us up. We love to hear from you guys. Um... We also have a Patreon, and most importantly, I think, we have a new patron. Hey, Ella, thank you so much for uh, supporting us. We really, really appreciate it, and you are absolutely wonderful, and uh, if if given the choice between a plateful or an entire table full of cheese and you, I would pick hanging out with you any day. Uh, and I think that's the highest praise. Uh, but if you are interested in becoming a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash textual tension and, uh, check out all the cool extra stuff that you can get. Uh, it's really neat over there, if I do say so myself, and we love all of our patrons so, so much they let us do what we do. Um, so I think that that is just about everything, so, uh, since you sat through all of that, how about some romance novel wisdom? The new romance novel I'm reading about a gardener and her dryad companion and partner is, uh, pretty hot. A lot of plants get wet. <laughs> that was really dumb, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, guys, please enjoy, uh, without any further ado, episode 82, The Chamber of Tropes Has Been Opened. Welcome to Textual Tension, a love-hate relationship with romance novels. I am your co-host, Margie. And I'm your co-host, Rachel. Every other week, one of us reads and summarizes a romance novel for the other unsuspecting co-host. This week, that co-host is Rachel. It is me. It you, though. And together, we unpack. What, what the fuck? The fuck just, just happened. happened. I feel like we've done this before. Deja vu, right? Deja vu. <laughs> All right. So listeners, like, once again, Mercury <laughs> is, is eternally in retrograde. We have had a few issues, but fear not. We This is the beginning of this episode. We are just doing like a This re-record. one was my fault. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'll um, own it. Basically, we recorded on Squadcast and then Squadcast deleted it all. So here we yeah, are. You know, as as it does. Yeah. Um. So if it sounds like we've heard this before, particularly the beginning, that's why. Don't worry, yeah. it's still be Don't great. Worry. <laughs> it's still great, and uh, it'll probably still be fresh to you guys. Okay, so um, I found this book. I yes. didn't find it. So I did not find this book. This book was recommended to me by Zach, one of Hello, our Zach. listeners on uh, Discord. So 
Thank you, Zach. Not husband Zach, another Zach. I know, crazy. There's more than one. Um, <gasps> and uh, so thank you to Zach for sending this to us. I hope. I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. <laughs> However, I I was drowning in tropes. I will say. Drowning. I believe last time we recorded this intro part, you mentioned that he recommended it to you because he was very tired of you. He just wanted you to have a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, he wanted me to have a happy ending. <laughs> which is so um, sweet. Which is really, really sweet. So thank you to Zach. And I'm going to message this to you over the Zoom chat. Oh, I actually already have it up. Oh, perfect. Okay. Since I've already so, seen it and edited most yeah. of the episode, I could do this. <laughs> I could <laughs> do right. this part. Uh, so I, Margie, I, I will tell you once more and everyone else for the first time, I fucking love the artwork on this. I know yeah. it doesn't. I have mixed I have mixed feelings about yeah. it and I'll explain why. Yeah, you mentioned a little bit for later on in the episode because this whole time travel thing is weird and time is an illusion yeah. Yeah. Um, that it did not follow your expectations for the characters in the book but the art itself as a standalone is pretty fucking rad so it is uh, a digital painting um and there is a uh very like uh, it's it's dark thranduil i believe yeah, that is that is right, the that vibe. is the yes Long black hair, pointy elf ears, like kind of like the pointy the, crown. I think I was right? going to say the crown thing that yeah. Thranduil has, like that level right. of fabulousness. It's that, but yeah. black and yeah. spiky. Like right. this motherfucker is fucking fabulous. He is. And he is. He's a, he's a whole ass vibe, mood, whatever you want to talk. He call is it. a mood. Yeah, and he's then, a fucking mood. And he is standing behind a woman who is in like a green dress, holding a floaty rose and she has red hair and like laurel kind of things around her head and she is looking at you and he is looking at her and it's called a deal with the elf king it is the first in the married to magic series by and uh, oh by by elisa kova elise kova elisa elise yeah elise kova Yes, which, hey, if you are privy to the bloopers, you'll know that I've actually read one of her books before, which I just realized today. Yeah. Right. All right, so let me go ahead and read this description. <laughs> the elves come for two things, war and wives. In both cases, they come for death. I, I fucking forgot about that line. What the hell? It's... Mars you know needs what wife moms. Death. <laughs> yeah. Mars needs moms. <laughs> <laughs> Elves need wives. Elves right. need wives. My wife. My wife. There it is. That's Margie. That's why we had to re-record this. It's because we didn't make that. We joke. missed that. My wife. My wife. All right. Three thousand years ago, humans were hunted by powerful races with ma wild magic until the treaty was formed. You know now, the magic that is uh, outside of the magic that's normal magic. Yes. Yes. Well, wild now, magic. Now, for centuries, which is both now and for the past centuries, I guess, that sentence is confusing, the elves have taken a young woman from Luella's village uh -huh. to be their human queen. To be chosen is seen as a mark of death by the townsfolk, a mark 19-year-old Luella is grateful to have escaped as a girl. Instead, she's dedicated her life to studying herbology and becoming the town's only healer. That is, until the elf king unexpectedly arrives. For her. 
Gasp. Everything Luella had thought she'd known about her life and herself was a lie. Taken to a land filled with wild magic, Luella is forced to be the new queen to a cold yet blisteringly handsome elf king. Once there, she learns about a dying world that only she can save. The magical land of Midscape pulls on one corner of her heart. Her home and people tug on another. But what will truly break her is a passion she never wanted. Addendum. Or rather, uh, uh, postscript. A Deal with the Elf King is a complete standalone novel inspired by the tales of Hades and Persephone, as well as Beauty and the Beast, with a happily ever after ending. It's perfect for the fantasy romance fans looking for just the right amount of steam in their next slow burn and swoon-worthy couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I... I don't remember if we mentioned this, but just the amount of tropes. Yeah. Just Jesus. All of the fucking tropes. So many. Um, Which I now knowing with the context of the other book that I couldn't finish reading by her because there was so many tropes. Right. I get it. And also very yeah. similar plot lines. It's still, it's very fun. It's and very it feels, fun. It's still interesting, but. It feels so YA. Yes. So YA. The amount of YA. Jesus, I I feel like Katniss is like, is like screaming off in their (laughs) woods as well somewhere, you know, like, because it's just so YA. Like, I fucking love me a good YA. I'll be the first to admit that. The only thing that it's missing is like four different like societies or something. But I guess it kind of has that. I would also argue a love triangle. A love triangle? Well, there is a love triangle at the very beginning of the book. That is true. You that are is right. true. Never and mind. I'm still not convinced. You right. You right. <laughs> um, I'm still not convinced that uh, homeboy who will get into listeners is not pu- also puppy boy. <laughs> we'll get not into that. Not convinced. Okay. Um, so so um, triggers. Yes. Triggers. Substance abuse. Emotional abuse. But it's addressed. Okay. Kidnapping. Okay. okay. Good. We love a good kidnap. Love a good kidnap. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Rachel, if you've figured this out, but this is a world of magic. Just to explain no. the world. We're well, gonna I'm before out. I Done. before I get into the plot, I'm gonna explain the world because yes. I can't explain the plot without explaining what this world is. No, and it is and listeners, that's one of the critiques I had for the book. It's very confusing. I did not it it didn't make a ton of sense to me. <laughs> I had to read it a couple of times to fully understand it. Um so yeah. Um so spoiler alert this is a world of magic (gasps) yeah but the magic has been divided between the living and the dead so it's divided between the natural world where humans live like normal people midscape where the fey elves mer people and other like wild magic creatures live and then there's the beyond which Kind of reminds me of the crossing of the sea in Lord of the Rings. It's essentially, it's like the land of the dead, but nobody okay. really knows what's over there. Okay. See, yeah. I I know that in the book it was really confusing, and I this happened the first time we recorded this too. Because you've distilled it down to like this basic thing and the way you're explaining it, it sounds fucking cool as hell. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it sounds really cool. It's just not clear premise. in the book. because, yeah. And I'll get into it because there's one other... I think it's really just the last area, like, quote-unquote, part of this world (laughs) um, (laughs) that 
doesn't really make sense to me. I don't, I still don't really understand how it fits in, but I'll get into it. So the worlds were like hundreds of years or maybe even further back than then the worlds were divided up by the elves, like maybe hundreds of years ago, let's say who sacrificed their own immortality to make it so that people had a place to go after they died. Um, the elves essentially maintain midscape, which is the barrier between the lands of the living and the dead. Okay. So before the worlds were divided, apparently people just really suffered because they were living far beyond what they were like. Their bodies were supposed to. Oh, so everyone was immortal. Everyone was quote unquote immortal, but like, but they suffered. You suffered immortality. Yeah. You like suffered through immortality. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. On one hand, thank you for your sacrifice. On the other, you don't get to make the sacrifice for everybody. What do you mean? Uh, the elves, like, sacrifice their immortality so that everyone had a place to go when they die, right? Yes, like, yes. But what if people didn't want to not be immortal? <laughs> I Dick I mean, Lou. like, they're probably, I mean, and that's another really interesting story, like, because it seems like there would be a war against the elves of people saying, like, hey, no, we don't want to die. Like, right. we want to take over this world and figure out how to, like, keep continuing to live comfortably. Right. Like, we'd exactly. rather do that. So, but, you know, they don't explain that. Uh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> so this dividing of the worlds was not, quote unquote, natural, you know. Right. Like, you need something or rather someone to bridge the gap in, mid-sca- in midscape in magic. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. someone to bridge the gap between the land of the living and the land of the dead. So that's where the... Because the land of the living is the land of humans. That's like where life is supposed to come from. So that's where the quote unquote human queen comes in. Okay. Which I absolutely hate that title too. I think (laughs) that it's not human queen. (laughs) The human queen is a chosen one quote unquote (gasps) like from the from the natural world so the land of the humans who essentially is given the power to command a life. So every generation. That's going to end well. Yeah it's going to go great. (laughs) Every generation, a new human queen is found in the natural world, specifically in a town right next to the entrance to the midscape called Captain. Um, Captain is a, spe- is a special town, even in the natural world, because it's so close to midscape mm-hmm. um, that humans are given longer lives than average. But they also have to give up one of their own every hundred years or so to maintain the peace between worlds. Okay. Um, and like in that border area between midscape and captain is what's like a piece of land called the fade which is the part i don't really understand because it has something to do with the land of the dead Mm -hmm. but it's also like another dimension but it exists in our world and creatures do live in the fade and also the elf king like has command over the fade so it's very confusing i still don't understand what the fade is right it very much feels like if you've ever if y'all have ever played dragon age it feels there is something in there called the fade and it's like this kind of pseudo demonic dream world where like magic kind of comes from but also it can like creatures live there and they can corrupt people and like it's this weird other realm i it kind of it feels also to me like when the elves broke up the worlds Mm -hmm. like the result like a side effect was the fade it's like a scar almost like a scar exactly so like and if you want to think of it like you could think of it as like a it's it's not as dangerous i don't think as um the fold and shadow and bone 
mm-hmm. but it kind of has so, that and same vibe. The thing, it has that same vibe. And there are creatures in the Fade that because they were in that space, like when or something like that, when the elves divided up the worlds, they're stuck there now and they are part of the Fade. Like they cannot oh, leave. Okay. 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 So, okay. See, that makes more sense. I, I feel like get rid of all of the story. The concept of a world where magic is split between the world of the living and the world of the dead, I love. I want to play yes. D&D in that world. Everything yes. else, I'm like, no, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, so then the elf king is the, so the human queen is the connection between Midscape and the land of the living. The elf king is the connection between Midscape and the world of the dead. Got and okay. he has command over the fade. Um, like I said, I still don't 100% have a concept of what the fade is. Okay. And um, that's pretty much the world. So the elf king okay. and the human queen marry like once every generation. Okay. So cool. that makes yeah. sense. There you go. Well, we did it. We did it. Hooray. Hey, past Rachel and Margie, take it away. Take it away. Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to ex- talk about our two main love interests we have oh, i've been yeah. calling her luella luella okay that makes more sense yeah um and luella is captain the town that she's from a healer and herbalist she was actually paid by the town to go and get an education and be trained and she's really good at her job and she really likes her job so you know she's already like and she's at the beginning of the book she's like oh, yeah I'm, I'm too old to be the human queen they would have found me by now like they would have like sensed my power or whatever so she's kind of really she's like cool i don't have to worry about this fucking Um, girl boss honestly what fucking girl boss yeah she is a girl boss too and she's like she takes a lot of pride in what she does and she takes a lot of like there she's very serious about it you know um, so King Eldas, there's not really much to say about Eldas, except he's the current elf king and the ruler of Quinar and the Midscape. And he's the connection between Midscape and the Beyond, as well as the Fade. So okay. that's what I got sure. for you. His, Great. and just Good so you him. know, because because I think you're going to ask later, his mother was not the last human queen. His father had lovers. And that's like very common in this world. The human I mean, queen and the elf king don't usually have children. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The book opens to Luella, who is getting ready to make her rounds in captain as a healer. She's been really busy lately as the townspeople have unfortunately been suffering from a lack of magic uh, because they have not found the human queen yet. And she's very late in being found. Like, is it like it's like magical scurvy? Yeah, it's ma- literally kind scurvy. of magical scurvy. They're all like, <laughs> and they're, they're, the people in the town are kind of like, is this as a punishment from the elves because we haven't found the human queen yet? Like, and it's not that, it's just like the whole world is suffering because they can't right. find the human queen. Right. Um, and that day, actually, the elves are going to come over and like do the, do the work themselves and find the queens the <laughs> queen themselves because they're like where the fuck is she you stupid humans it can't be that hard she's literally <laughs> dripping in magic right um so uh and like i said luella is more concerned about her patients she's not worried about this brigade or whatever coming in um and because both her parent her parents her mom at one point suspected because she's so good at healing that maybe that was like oh her power 
by Luke, who is Luke, her best friend, whose job is literally to find the human queen, is like, no, it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not that. Okay. Um, Luke, you literally have one job. (laughs) Literally one. Uh, And again, that's not very well explained what his job is. His job is described as keeper. But like he's sort of a guard, and like, but he's also supposed to find the human queen. So I don't really understand it. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. Um, so is getting ready for her day, and Luke comes in and is like, and she's been in love with Luke forever, like since they were children. And he's like, hey, let's run away together. I love you. Let's leave. And Luella is like, what are you talking about? We can't just leave. My education was paid for by these people. I can't abandon them. I'm their healer. Does he know, but he's in love with her and doesn't want her to leave? Anyway, so... (laughs) Hell yeah! Um, Got it in one! (laughs) And she's, like, a really good... She's a really good healer, and she's also the only one in this town. So in order to get, like, medical help, people have to, like, cross a sea. Yeah. Yeah. So the day passes ordinarily enough and the evening comes and like the whole town is going to meet together and um, the whole town does that. They they all meet up in like the town square, whatever medieval villages where people meet. And uh, shocker, <laughs> though, does. wherever the elf king himself shows up. <gasps> yes. He's got a he's, he's riding a horse made of shadow. This is the most Thranduil motherfucker. I know, it's so Thranduil. <laughs> Might as well just put him on a fucking elk, all right? Yep. Come on. Yep. So, uh, and King Eldis is pissed because the humans have not managed to find the human queen yet and the lands are suffering. And he, if you want a job done well, you do it yourself. You so do it yourself. So he's come to both reprimand the town and look for her himself. I mean, honestly, you gotta do what you gotta, gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, again, Luella has no worries about being the human queen, as she's never shown any powers herself. But during the meeting and reprimanding, one of her patients goes down and, like, has an anxiety attack. Oh, so no. she runs over to her patient, starts mixing something together to, like, awaken the person. And she catches the attention of King Eldis, because it's like there's a whole hullabaloo, right? Retro-skedio. And she, like, gets the patient, like, conscious again and tells them go home. No one will bother you. Just go home. It's fine. Get some rest. And King Eldis is like, hmm, you've been hiding from me. Why? And Luella is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, just let them go home. You know, go find your queen. Uh, and But then Eldis notices some jewelry she's wearing that was given to her years ago by Luke that she's never taken off. I think it's a ring and it's a necklace. And Eldis rips both of those off and, and to no one's surprise, she's the human queen. Luke. <laughs> Luke. Luke. We need to talk. <laughs> you, have, you are... The cause of and solution to literally Holy everyone's everything. problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eldis is pissed, the and fuck? Luella, ex- uh, Luella is just like overwhelmed because suddenly she's like she's having all of these. She can basically like feel the land as a living thing, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like I can feel everything around me. Like I can feel how it's all suffering. I am totally overwhelmed. What is happening? I have an unreasonable hatred for Luke. Oh, just wait. Don't worry. He gets his just desserts. Well, so he... So Luke at this point has, like, been trying before the 
the the jewelry's ripped off. He's like kind of standing between Eldis and Luella. And Eldis is like, nah, let's encase you in some rocks. Fucking good. Yeah, so Fuck he that guy. so he gets encased in some rocks and after the jewelry is ripped off, Luella is like, What the fuck did you do, Luke? And Luke is like, I knew that you were the human queen when we were kids. And but he'd already fallen in love with her. Like he would see, he said that he when they would walk in the woods, he would see flowers bloom behind her. That is the biggest white male energy. Right. Ever. So, um, and since he had fallen in love with her already, when he became a keeper, he like broke into some stores and stole this jewelry that would make it so that elf eyes could not see her. What's your elf eyes see? Literally nothing. Literally not Luella. (laughs) And it would also like tamper down her magic so that she wouldn't be able to use her magic as much. Biggest white boy energy. So like, Luella is furious on. with Luke because he let the yeah. world suffer and will now cause the loss of Captain's healer because like she's been training her whole life to be a healer. Uh-huh. And now she won't be able to help them because he quote unquote loved her. Oh, that's not love, buddy. It's not love. Oh, I have so much rage. I know. So much I, rage. I, you know, I think he says the one thing that he does say is he didn't want that life for her. He's like, I didn't want to condemn you. Exactly. It's not your choice. Like, I get the fact that, like, you didn't want her to be the human queen, but did you want that because you were in love with her or because, like, you actually did not want her to suffer that? Because it's not a great existence to be the human queen, unfortunately. Or is it because you just want her? Yeah, right, right. Maybe let her choose. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's. So, um, and immediately. In town, Luella and Eldas are married. Like, immediately. They get married. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That escalated quickly. Yep. And then they walk through the barrier between Midscape and the natural world. Now, one thing I want to note is that you cannot walk between Midscape and the natural world unless you can command the fate. Like, it's just like a magic thing. Oh. So really, only a few selected people can do it, and Eldas is one of those people. So she really okay. cannot. She doesn't know this at this point, but she cannot leave Midscape without him. Without Oh, Eldis. that's healthy. Yeah, it's great. That's a healthy dynamic. Um, great. So Fantastic. Luella arrives in Quinar, Quinar and is dressed as a queen by Rena, who's like Eldis's right-hand lady. Okay. And uh, she's already, it's, it's unfortunate because they later become friends, but they start off on a really bad foot because <laughs> Luella is very late and nobody understands <laughs> in Quinar. They're like, where the fuck have you been? Why you've been hiding your magic from us? And she's like, I didn't know. I would have been here had I known. Used to me too. (laughs) Right. Um, So she like gets all glamorized, you know, doesn't really want to change her clothes, but like now she's a queen, so she has to put on a dress. She has her Sailor Moon transformation. Yeah, she has a Sailor Moon transformation. They take her to the throne room and Eldus is already there and he's sitting on his throne, which is like very cold, dark, austere stone. Yeah, it makes sense. And her throne is is like much more like a living thing. It's like trees and flowers and all this stuff. And um, he's like, all right, you're a queen now. Sit on your bloody throne. So she does. She sits on the throne and then all hell breaks loose on her body. Essentially, the throne uses the human queen's natural world magic to siphon life into Midscape. And it's been a really long time since anything was healthy, alive, or growing in Midscape. Like, she comes and it's winter. And it's real hungry. 
and it's suck. It's like she's she like describes it as like roots coming under her fingernails and into her stomach and like just like sucking the life out of her. Um, I love this plot. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible thing to happen, but like this is so interesting. I it's just so much. It, uh, these the tropes take it, a lot of it away for me. That's fair. Yeah, so we'll get it's into it. It's very YA. And it actually nearly kills her. Like, it tries Ooh, okay. to take so much of it, so much from her, so much life from her that it kills her. And she feels herself being ripped off the throne and then she, like, passes out. I realized that my reaction to that made it sound like I was excited that she might die. <laughs> Not the case, but, you know. Uh, so she wakes up in her bed in her chambers in Midscape and 12 hours later. And she's okay. awoken by a fellow healer named Willow who gives her the breakdown as described of the world. Like, because she does not know everything. But it's also right. funny because he's like, she's she's like, okay, what are you giving me? And he's like, well, these things. And she's like, oh, don't even bother. Give me this, 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 and this. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Bitch, I'm so much better at this than you right. are. Uh, now, unfortunately, Luella is not given much time to heal because guess who shows up but Eldis's brother, Prince Harrow. Who is a complete douche canoe? Harrow. Yeah, that's a great name. You know, honestly, avoid people named fucking Harrow. <laughs> you know, like harrowing. Yeah, mm, not right, great. <laughs> right. He's like, ooh, new toy. Let's play, Luella. And he literally like drags her out of her bed using magic and brings her to his friends, who are also all douche canoes. Surprise, surprise. And they quote unquote test her magic, more like torture her to ensure she's really the human queen. And they also insult her while they're at it. And they're like, have, so what? The throne drained you. Big deal. You're the human queen. It's your fucking job. I have so much anger. I know. I know. <laughs> so they're, much rage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, But Luella has had enough of this shit. She's like, fuck, yeah. fuck you. You are not going to control me. And she like tries to leave the room and Harrow's like, not so fast. And she's like, uh, no. Not so fast. So she actually picks up a rose in a vase and she's going to throw it at Harrow, like just for, for tuxedo mask drama. But oh. when she touches the rose, they essentially turn into serpents and they attack the people in the room. Fuck yeah, <laughs> girl. Um, God, I wish I could turn things into serpents and attack people I don't like. Right. That sounds fucking awesome. It would be great. But the problem <laughs> is, is that like it also drains her magic. So now yeah. she's like drained again on the inside and it's also like because she did that like the now the world is like okay but we need more we need more magic and it's constantly mm -hmm. just trying to take take mm -hmm. take from her and so she like has to like calm herself down and be like get control back and all that so then unfortunately eldest shows up and is like oh, god you're causing me more problems in my castle after just 12 hours can't you just get your shit together can't you just learn magic can't you just like get over it? I don't get know. Could could you just have me try being happy? <laughs> and Luella is pissed. She's like, A, this is all caused by your brother. Why don't you get him under control? B, I didn't expect or want any of this. Don't uh -huh. act like it's my fault that things are the way they are, because you know it's not. Fuck you. You know girl, get it's it. not. Um, so guess what? Eldis uses empathy. Is it super effective? It's mildly effective. Okay, all and right. And so well. he does submit and say, okay, you know what? I get it. You're right. Like, this is not your fault either. You're going through something really shitty. And yes, I will help you 
learn how to use your magic. I'm so surprised and impressed. I know. So the next day they actually start and it goes horribly. Oh no! <laughs> it goes awful. This is where the emotional <laughs> abuse comes in. Oh good, great, um, fantastic. And she, the, the minute she walks into the throne room for these quote unquote lessons, he's like, sit on the throne. And she's like, I'm not sitting on the throne again. You're, you have to teach me how to use this magic so I can keep it under control. And he's like, um, no, you're going to learn by sitting on the goddamn throne. And she's like, no. And he says, and I quote, there are people who need your magic and you would turn your back to them. Why? Because it's too hard for you. You would rather go back to the pathetic existence in that God's forsaken town. You speak of duty, but I doubt you've ever cared about anyone other than yourself. And she slaps the fuck out of him. Fuck yeah. yeah. Boundaries, my dude. Yes. Fuck that guy. Yes. No. And she's like, hey, what the fuck have you done with your life? How did you earn this castle other than just be bored? I earned the respect of my community, you asshole, and you're going to earn my respect. Luella. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. She's <laughs> a badass. I fucking love her. Well, then it Hell gets yeah. worse because he then manipulates her mind and body to force her to sit on the throne because he knows her quote unquote true name. Okay, true name, sure. Yeah, Fucking, whatever. Yeah, yeah, all right. And guess but what also, her true name is? Serafina. You know, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, there are, uh, that, that makes me a little sad because there's so much good shit in this right, book. Right, I would be curious. I know, I think the author has written other books. Um, okay. I do have this theory, and this comes with my own personal writing, that sometimes you just have to, have to get the tropes out. Like, you got to yeah. get them out of your system. So oh, to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and I think that that's kind of what the author's doing. Um, but she actually manages to like occlumency him and get him out of her brain and breaks the connection. Fuck and yeah. she's like, fuck you. I came here willing to be taught and to learn, and you have burned any chance of a good relationship between us. Like any chance of that. Fuck yeah. Goodbye. And Stand she up leaves. for yourself. And, but, you know, guess what? So, Rachel, in this castle, of course. Of course. There's Do I get a... to guess the trope? Yes, please. Hmm. Okay. So g- give me context. Um, so she leaves and she's like, fuck, I'm lost. Oh, man. I went out the wrong door when I huffed away in anger. And she gets to listen in on a conversation between Rennie and oh. King Eldis. Ooh. So she um, finds... I'm going to say that she thinks that they're having an affair. Well, yes. But she oh, finds okay. a secret corridor. Where like she can oh. listen in on conversations of conveniently. Of course she does. And of course she uh, does. so she's listening to this conversation, and she hears King Elda say like, "Yeah, I fucked that up." And Reddy's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> and pretty much the gist of the conversation is like he's concerned because the land is dying. He's not like he's being taken as like not a great king because the land is dying. And he's worried, honestly, also about Luella's power that it's not powerful enough. And he's worried about her well-being. He's like, I mm. don't want this magic to eat her alive. This feels a lot like, all right, look, I get it. The world's dying. But you can save it if you just go run a marathon right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. You have to do it now. We have to do yeah. it now. Because otherwise yeah. more people are going to get hurt. You can't build up to it. You just got to go do it. Right. Like, right. No, that not, no. doesn't work that way. No. And he's and he does mention he's like, I don't want her role as queen to be as burdensome as my role as king has been to me. So that is sweet. But also, like, maybe prepare her for it. And then yeah. it won't be. He doesn't really know how to be, quote unquote, soft because he's never had anyone be soft to him. 
okay. his whole life, which is like not great, not a great excuse. You you can no. still know how to be a decent human or elf yeah. in this case, but um, yeah, it's a it's a reason, not an excuse. Yeah, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. Uh, yeah, reason, so not excuse. Life rolls on. Luella finds a work Willow's workshop. He's the healer in the castle and starts working with him as an assistant. And um, Willow also has access though to the last human queen's journals. Like the previous human queens. Okay. Yeah. And, but, you know, unfortunately, Luella is already done with all this nonsense. She's like, you know what? I've sat on your throne. I did my thing. I'm out of here. I gave you back spring. Like, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. So she tries to escape the castle and she goes into the woods. And guess what? And there she meets a wolf who is actually your friendly neighborhood shadow wolf who becomes her familiar and friend. And she names him Hook. He's a creature of the Fade. Okay, one, it's an adorable name. Two, yeah. of course yeah, she does. the trips. <laughs> the trip power is so strong. Oh, it's so strong. And then uh, Hook leads her to magic stones that have writing on them. And guess who finds her there? King Eldis. Of course. And now, here's the thing. I actually love the conversation that they have here. Ooh. I love it. They sort okay. of, like, reintroduce them themselves to each other as equals and Luella is like you've been a shit to me why would I want to stay why would I want to be here and he's like wait what hold on no one's ever spoken to me this way like I'm a king you you mean you you can have agency (gasps) gasp (laughs) um and he's like he kind of you know comes to her side and is like okay you know what I'm really sorry um I apologize for my behavior. It wasn't right. It wasn't fair. And she's like, well, yeah, that's, that's apologizing is one thing. You got to be in action though. Like you haven't given me any sign that you really care or that like, like my thoughts or opinions or anything mean anything to you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you can't shut me out. We're supposed to be a team and we need to work together to keep this world alive. So, um, and, but then she's like, Hey, uh, another idea though. What if we tried to break the cycle of human Queens and find another solution for this like land dying problem? And he's like, well, no one's ever done that before. Novel concept. That would be nice. Um, and he's like, you know, I do feel like, and it's not her fault. He, I don't think he even necessarily says this, but it's like, it's not her fault, but the power of the human queen is fading. Like, yeah. it's just not as strong as it used to be. Right. And so he's like, you know what? Deal. I'll help you try, you know, any knowledge that I can give you to help you try to find a solution to this, I'll give it to you. And, um, but you can't do it at the expense of my world. And you have to do it within three months, basically before your coronation. Because once your coronation okay. comes through, you're stuck here. You are stuck in Midscape. You cannot return home. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Why three months? Uh, that's just when her coronation is planned. Okay. Yeah. They just decide. Yeah. They just. All right. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I love this conversation, though, because in the book, the character character growth between the two, but particularly with Eldis, is really, really well done. Like, okay. he really wants to do a 180. Like, he, he sincerely right. wants to try and change. This is delightful because, <laughs> once again, we have picked completely perfectly parallel books yeah between well i didn't pick it well between this book and the book that i'm reading for our crossover oh next tuesday 
and it's terrible. Oh, it does all of this awful. So this is going to be great. I'm very excited. There's so many parallels. Um, so the next day, they actually have a very productive magic lesson with some oh. uh, nice touching moments. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, magic. Right. Magic, right. Magic. Magic. You know. Um, Magic. <laughs> that afternoon, Luella returns to Willa's workshop and finds a very, very ill Harrow there. Harrow is still a complete jackass, but he agrees to let Luella treat him, and they also get on a little bit of better ground. Um, but she's also like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, oh, I'm just hungover. And she's like, this is not a hangover. I'm not oh, stupid. No. You look awful. Oh, no. You look like you're dying. Um, But, you know, that kind of like... That is important. Comes up later in the plot. Okay. But yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, for the next day, magic lessons slash light petting is canceled due to <laughs> <laughs> due to a fey delegation coming in. So fey and elves are different. Um, they're different creatures. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Luella decides, hey, you know what? I've got the day off. I know I'm not. He, she's not supposed to leave the castle. She's not supposed to go into the city because it's not safe and people aren't mm-hmm. supposed to see her before the coronation. But she's like, hey, I, Rennie, let's dress me up in a disguise. I need to get some furniture for my apartments. It's basically bare except for a bed. Can we please go do this? Please, please, please. And Rennie is like, well, it should be okay. Like, let's cover up your red hair. Like, let's... <laughs> It's not going to be okay, is it? Luella gets kidnapped by the Fae. Girl, this is why there's fucking furniture catalogs. Just go down and get a goddamn Sears catalog and put in your orders, all right? Jesus. Magic Sears. Magical Sears. Go to Fantasy Ikea and get your shit, all right? No, they would probably go to, like, they're rich. They'd go to Pottery Bar. Fantasy Costco? Oh, Fantasy Pottery Bar, yeah. Fantasy Pottery Bar. (laughs) The old Pottery Bar. Um, So, Luella is kidnapped for about five minutes. Um, Oh, good. Thankfully, Eldis gets there. Sure. And the person who kidnapped kidnapped her was a member of the Fae. And basically, with the Fae, what's going on is there's, like, a land dispute. So, okay. like, the, the Fae want this piece of land back that they've lost hundreds of years ago. And Eldis is like, no, it doesn't. Sorry, it, it's not yours anymore. And our people live there. So I can't give it back to you. And they're, and also they're kind of like, they just don't. They know that killing the human queen is going to really weaken King Eldis and his grasp on the nation. But King Eldis is like, dude, literally, you kill her. You kill everyone. Like, you're going to yeah. doom us all. And also, if they really wanted that land, maybe they could have done it in the 19 years that she, she wasn't was not there. there. Right, right, right. Go figure. Um, so she's Luella is pretty freaked out by this whole experience. There was a knife held to her throat. It was very dramatic, you know, mm-hmm. drama. And sure. Eldis actually, like, not in front of her, but kills the guy who kidnapped her. Just like yeah. Barry with a snap of his fingers kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then transports her back through the fade, like basically teleports with her. Here's an interesting question. Um, is since she's becoming less powerful, is he becoming more powerful? It's not mentioned in the book that he's becoming more powerful. Okay. I don't I was just, think with, so. With like the whole dominion over death and yeah. there's like less life. I don't know. Just yeah. kind of an interesting yeah, thing. Right. Um, he takes her back to her apartment. He lights a fire. He like puts a blanket over her and is like puts hook next to her. Make sure that, you know, she's okay. 
And no, hear me out. Yeah. Does he also bathe her in whiskey and strip down and huddle next to her naked? No. <laughs> no, they didn't just come in from a snowstorm. Come oh, on. Right. Come I on. Forgot. <laughs> um, and she's a little concerned because she knows that she wasn't supposed to leave the castle. Mm-hmm. And but he actually is like really understanding about it. He's like, dude, I get it. It's fine. Like Aww. none. Of, and she feels Aww. bad because she's like somebody died because, you know, that guy wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have killed him if he hadn't. And he's like, dude, this is none of this is your fault. Not, none of this is your fault. I don't oh, want you to think that way. He's become a cinnamon. Roll. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. I love him. Um, And they kind of like start playing with the line of flirtation between the line of flirtation and duty. Because Eldis is like, she's like, wait a minute, you were like actually legitimately worried about me? And he's oh. like, yes, I was really worried about you, dot, 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 because of duty. Like uh-huh. he's sworn to like protect her and like, uh-huh. you know. Um, uh, duty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so move on to a mini montage of Luella apologizing to her guard friend, Rinna, who also told Luella not to leave the castle. Rinny. For not leaving castle. And Luella um, asks Rennie for help setting up a dinner date with Eldis. Because she's like, I just want to get to know him better. Like, I just want to, like, talk just as equals coffee, again. Yeah, yeah. maybe, like... Yeah. Uh, well, so they set up... Rennie sets up a dinner. And it's very, like, awkward cute. Because they're both a little uncomfortable. Like, because Eldis is like, so what are we doing here? And she's like, I just thought we were married. Maybe we should get to know each other a little bit better. And he's like, well, you are leaving in like three months. Because he legitimately thinks that she's going to crack this case. Oh, It's not okay. a challenge. Like, it wasn't a challenge no. thing so much of like, you know, I can only give you three months because I need you to be the human queen. Right. You know. Um. So they, Eldis and Luella, both, they have fun. They talk. They laugh. They get drunk. And they kiss. And it's a good kiss. But then Eldis is like, wait, hold on. I can't fall in love with you. We can't do this. You're leaving Midscape. Like, you're not staying. I don't want to fall in love with you if you're not planning on staying in Midscape. Feelings. And he runs away. Uh, Dude. Yeah. The next day, things are like a bit awkward between them. They still meet for like magic lessons and stuff like that. But they, and they manage to traverse the awkwardness and they actually go to Willow's workshop to look at the queen's journals together. Cause she's like, Hey, okay. come and look at this with me. Like I'm getting right. some really good information out of these. And uh, who shows up but Harrow who was pretty much close to dying this time. Okay. It is no bueno. And Dude. remember Harrow is El- Eldis's brother and Eldis is like, what is happening? What is wrong? Hey, I um, remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh luckily Luella saves him again, but Eldis is extremely concerned, like, what is happening with my brother? Uh-huh. And Luella genuinely doesn't know. She's like, I don't know, but I'm gonna try to figure it out. And um she doesn't know until the next day she goes and checks on Harrow. And Harrow, unfortunately, has been smoking the Fay bush. He has been taking an illegal <sighs> drug known as Glimmer and is now an addict. Dude. Yeah. I know you're an asshole, but like, stop with the dank demon herb. Right. You got to stop with that dank, dank demon herb. It's not good. <laughs> stop with the demon herb. Stop with the demon herb. Oh, so, Refer to an episode that I don't remember what number. Oh, my God. With the, and then there was like the tiger dude. Yeah. It was only a little racist, you know. <laughs> God. <laughs> and uh, so 
Luella, he's Harrow is really concerned because he's like, you cannot tell my brother about this. You can't do it. And well, you know, I, mean, I get it, but still, like, well, dude. so Luella is like, your secret's sake with me because I'm still a healer. Patient confidentiality. Okay. Like right. I can't. And she so and she's like, she also doesn't want to betray his trust because she's like, that could turn him more to glimmer. That could make him mm-hmm. use more, and I don't want that, right. especially since now we're sort of, quote-unquote, becoming friends. Um, and she's like, I'll keep making you bruise. I'll keep helping you through this. Don't go out partying with your friends. Have them come to you, like, and just stay, try to stay as much as you can in the castle. You need to, like, recover and, like, get this out of your system. And he's like, okay. So did he essentially OD? He, I, I can't tell if he went into withdrawal or if he OD'd. I don't know which one it is. Okay. Um, I want to say that he OD'd because I don't think that he's been using enough to have withdrawal symptoms. But okay, because he used it like so, and it was unfortunate because he didn't mean to take it. His it was the type of thing where his friend just handed him something at a party, and he didn't realize mm. it was glimmer. Mm-hmm. So um, that is sad. And yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So he's kind of, and I think he's embarrassed as well because he's like kind of right. gotten himself into the situation, and he knows that like he's not a great prince right now. He's kind of just been a partier and kind of just been an asshole and he doesn't really know how to get out of it now. Right. And his friends are assholes too. Like Arya in particular, she ends up being like a central part of the plot in the end of the book and she's like a, a, a massive bitch. It's one of those things where like you aren't an asshole, you're just surrounded by, by them assholes. and it's influencing yeah, you. Yeah, and you don't know and I think that people are afraid of like they put up hard exteriors because they're, they're afraid of like looking right. small and he's always looked small compared to his brother so right. um so there's mo- more moments time goes by there's more moments of intimacy between ellis and eldis and luella basically you can tell that eldis is getting really attached to luella in spite of himself and he's afraid for her he oh. knows that the throne is draining her and he knows that the human queen's magic is not as strong as it used to be and he knows that and he's also like oh my god but she's trying to find a way out and i'll lose her mm. and um so, but event, Luella, he's kind of keeping her from the worst of the news because, like, people are coming to King Eldest now and saying, like, hey, you have to have her sit on that throne because the land's dying again. And he's like, I, he's like, I can't do it. Like, I, I can't because mm-hmm. it'll, it hurts her. Like, right. it's bad for her. And she overhears this and she's like, no, I have a duty. I'm going to sit on that throne. And we're going to figure it out at the same time. So, like, for the next two weeks, it's described as her dancing with the throne. And so, like, mm-hmm. every day she goes and sits and it, like, drains her just, like, mm-hmm. totally. And so, like, she starts getting really sallow and thin. Her, like, she's she sleeps all the time. And Eldis is doing his best to support her by just, like, being a comforting presence around. Like, when she's sleeping, he's in the room. Oh, right. not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. But, like, reading a book or just, like, he's like, I don't yeah. want anything to happen while I'm gone. I'm, like, worried something horrible is going to happen to you. What's Simon role? I know. Um, and he's also, but Eldis is also like really sad because he's confident that Luella is going to figure this out. Like yeah. he's very believes in her and knows That's that she's going to do it. I know. Um, and he's also in pain though, because he's like, I cannot watch you die sitting on that throne. Mm-hmm. Like watching you suffer on that throne is killing me. You need to figure this out so that you can go back home. Literally all of this could have been prevented if a white dude didn't just stick his little hands in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Luke. Yeah. What the Luke, hell? What the hell? But <laughs> Eldis comes up with an adorable mini solution. He takes her on vacation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it turns out the eldest was actually super close with the last human queen, Alice. And so he would often accompany her on small on visits to a small cottage, like far enough away from the castle to feel separate from the throne. And like, it's got like a beautiful garden and it's got like lots of land and like a place to swim. And they both go um, and they're both like so happy to be there and to just get away. And like eldest does stuff like he cooks. He really loves cooking. He loves to cook. It's a hobby of his. Yeah. I am obsessed. I know. It's so cute. I love him so much. (laughs) And it's an adorable, comfortable little cottage. Um, And like, it's it's like coming home for eldest too. And so now there's a little bit of a problem though, Rachel. Uh, Oh, is there only one bed? There's only one bed. Oh, no. So the first night he actually sleeps on the couch and he's like super tall. The couch is tight. <laughs> how? How are our books so similar? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, so he so then the next day they like explore the whole grounds. Like there's a lot to look at and a lot to see. And they go into the woods that night and it's I think it's like twilight. And uh, and, yeah. okay. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Literally. Let's have one night where we're just not worried about the future. Let's bone. Renesme. Wait, different. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <no>. Different. <laughs> um, so he teleports them back to her bedroom and literally like teleports them back onto her bed. Like in the castle? No, no, in the cottage. Oh, okay. Got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. And he's like, um, they like start smooching, getting hot and heavy, and he's like, as he's smooching her, he's like, I can leave. Like, if you want me to leave, I can leave. And she's like, Aww. if you leave right now, I will come and hunt you down. <laughs> yes. yes. So, Girl, get what you want. Girl, yeah. get what you want. Um, they, so they fuck. And the way that the author describes penetration is what I would describe as a little obtuse. But, you know, it's, oh. it's just. Oh, okay. It's, and it's fine. Like, I think that. It was, um, it was very much like, finally, kind of feeling. I I didn't get a, hey, Rachel, hot molten center. No. Or anything like that. Nothing like that. It can't. Okay. Okay. That's good. That makes me happy because. Yeah. There's nothing (laughs) like that. It's more just kind of like, oh, wait, is that how you're referring to penetration? Like, I don't really, I think that's what's happening. I am curious. Go to Under the Covers, guys. Join our Patreon if you want to hear about it. (laughs) Um, So it's been about a week. They've had a fabulous time. And they've kind of like both like gotten rejuvenated and they're like energetic again. And they're like, yeah, we're going to figure this shit out. Um, And now they're actually supposed to go meet Eldis's brother and his wife, like their castle. Another brother, Dresden. And, And they're supposed to meet Harrow there. However... Harrow never arrives. Oh, no. Yeah, and Luella is really, really concerned. She oh, thinks no. that he may have relapsed and, or maybe in withdrawal, but she can't mm-hmm. tell anyone else that because of patient confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I don't know if anything's wrong yet. He could just be being a dick and being yeah. late. I feel like there's a... Yeah. I'd be a terrible doctor because I feel like there's a line where it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Right, like, we... This is we when, well, this but, is and moment. here's the thing also, though. if Even if he was going through relapse or withdrawal they would do the same thing 
they would be even if they had that information i feel like they would be doing the same thing of like let's just wait and see what happens because we can't really do anything until we have more information on where he is anyway right so they do finally get word harrow was actually attacked and taken by the fae oh no oh no so eldest eldest's brother dressed in and through stubbornness luella all had to where the attack took place to try and get harrow back and now at this point eldest knows that luella knows something that he does not about harrow Okay. And he's right. pressing, Eldis is pressing for information on Luella and he's getting angry and angry because he's like, this is my brother. Why won't you tell me? And she's like, right. patient confidentiality. And But eventually she does. She's like, you know what? You're right. Like, this is getting out of hand. It's getting too dangerous. I will tell you. And she tells him about Glimmer and he's really, like, he's really upset because he's like, mm. my brother's been going through this and I haven't been able to help him. But also, you didn't tell me that this was happening. Mm. And I feel like you should have. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. But I thought that, like, if I told you that he would actually turn to Glimmer more or he would, Mm -hmm. like, get even worse because you would be, like, ashamed or trying to get, you know, like, you just don't know how someone's going to react when their secret is told. Right. Um, And that kind of so moral just of the story, though, someone's betrayed uh, Eldis and Harrow in the castle and that was the person who also had uh, Luella kidnapped earlier in the book and they're now okay. holding Harrow quote unquote hostage but he's like high out of his mind so he doesn't even yeah. know what's going on right. and but Luella manages to um, overcome that person and saves the day okay. so it all ends Do- up okay is it a person we know was yeah it his well so friend? this person we do but she's like she could live her her name's Arya. She was one of Har- Harrow's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's just okay. like she's eh. eh. Like it's okay. not super important who she is, which sounds weird. But it's not it's not like the <gasps> Oh yeah, my god. It's not, oh like, wait, no, yeah. Well, during the whole you. You book too, it's one. kind of like half blood prince because Luella is like, I think it's this person who's been doing all this stuff. And Eldis is like, I don't think so because she's too much to lose. Like, if she plays on that side, she's going to lose more than she's going to gain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So. I I would like to go ahead and go on record right now and say that love is probably the answer to everyone's problems vis-a-vis the world dying. I just, I want to, I want to get it out there now. Actually. Oh. Actually. No. Oh. Wow. They okay. actually okay. use, like, something that makes sense for the world. Not love. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, I would have guessed love. But I'm glad. I'm very this, glad. This whole thing of like Luella not telling Eldis about this and also like she kind of puts herself at risk again right. um, to save Harrow, it kind of begins. And, and then so like, okay, so after the whole thing with Harrow, like they're having an argument and she's trying to explain herself and it cut, kind of comes out of like, why do you care anyway? You're leaving, right? You're going to be gone here soon. And because he's so upset and she's like, listen, I didn't do this because of that. I promise you I was trying to do the right thing. And Mm -hmm. Eldis comes out with, do you love me? Do you actually love me? And she can't say anything like she's like, I don't understand my own feelings and I don't trust them because of magic. Well, it has been. It's been several months. It's been several months now. She's been there for a long time uh, for a while. And he's like. And she can't answer him because she doesn't trust her own feelings because she's like, this could just be, I feel like I love you. I feel like I can't live without you. But it could just be the magic speaking. Mm -hmm. Like, it could just be, like, our, like, destinies trying to, like, push us together when there's really nothing here. So she doesn't say anything back. And he's like, well, okay, then. And he actually 
leaves the castle. So they're still at like Dresden's castle and he leaves to go back to Quinar without her. Oh, so she's in a carriage like for I think for a long time just by herself, like just like feeling terrible about this. That's not a good way to handle that. No, okay. no. I mean, and that's like we're going to get into that a little bit. But um, so. So when Luella does get back to Quinter too, Elda sends her a note that pretty much says you either need to sit on that throne or you need to tell me that you figured out this shit and that you ended the cycle of human queens. Um, And it has the note has very much the attitude. I am washing my hands of this relationship either way. So I was going to make a joke about, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yes, no, and then she to... adds the box, maybe. <laughs> do you know how to how to break the cycle of human queens? Check yes or no. <laughs> um, there's the episode title. This is title. now set in the 90s. You cannot convince me otherwise. Everyone has crimped hair. There Some of go. them have the zigzag part. Perfect. It's just, it's all Perfect. over the Beautiful. place. Uh, they have like beads in their hair too. Oh, hell they yeah. They have like the styles dra- the that weird... would take hours in the morning to set up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Scrunchies. Scrunchies jeans. for days. So many low rise jeans, which honestly just sounds so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so Lua is de- Luella is devastated and hurt, but she does something remarkable. She learns how to, through reading the first Human Queen's journal, she learns how to stop the cycle of Human Queens. So this is the first Human Queen? So the first Human Queen, she found their journal and read it and was like, wait a minute, I get it. I know what to do. Okay. I guess my world building question is, if the first Queen knew what to do, why didn't she do it? (laughs) Okay. All right. Sure. It could have been, honestly, like, it could have been that the first human queen also just loved the elf king and decided to stay. But but she did. But, like, the way that it's described is the first queen, like, basically created an exit strategy for when this no longer became tenable, when this no longer was working. Yeah. And basically what it is is that you take so the throne is like a siphon, right? It sucks out all the magic. But what the what's needed is a connection to another quote unquote throne in the natural world so that they can kind of like feed each other, right? Okay. Like it's the same Yeah. Like an infinite loop. Infinite loop, yeah. Balance. So What's the other throne? She so she takes like a plant that only grows in Midscape, and I think it's what makes made the throne in Midscape her throne in Midscape. And she takes that plant and she plants it in the natural world. Okay. Mm-hmm. This part confuses me, mm-hmm. but I'll allow it. <laughs> I feel like I'm not explaining it well. No, it just it's like it it feels like it doesn't ex- like fully solve the problem. Because, like, infinite loops, like, like it's less of an infinite loop. It's more of, like, the the natural world, quote-unquote. I'm calling it a throne. It's more of, like, a connection. Um, Okay. It's just, like, like this connection that's created between these two, like, like, similar substances or whatever are connected to one another between the worlds, and one's able to give life to the other. Okay, so like one lives as like one feeds the other as it lives, yeah. and then the other thing dies and it feeds the other one. Right. It just kind of goes back and forth. Sort okay. of. It's more sure. like one feeding the other. 
Like okay. one is just in the natural world. Um, it feels yeah. very infinite energy machine. Or yeah, pretty much, machine. pretty much. And so okay. um, she, Lu- Luella goes to King Eldest and she says, guess what? I figured it out. And he's like, okay, bye, bitch. And he gives her the magic to walk back through the fold on her own to return to the uh, the natural world. And she actually walks most of the way with Hook and Hook is of the fold. So he can walk, mm-hmm. or the fade. He can walk through the fade. Like he can okay. walk between worlds. So, but both of them sort of assume that she can never come back because she can't walk through the fade on her own. So mm-hmm. only, uh, she's like, this is it. I'm never going to see Eldis again. And she's like, you know, I don't, she's that like seems- um, she she loves him but she's like i have to leave to know i have to leave to know whether this is right yeah. for both of us i have to like end it, this cycle it feels very petty of him oh it's totally petty that's yeah. like one thing i didn't like about him is he's being real petty right now bitsy what are your thoughts no oh she walked away oh okay she well not, she's not she up for not it either him. no she's not pulling up with this bullshit. um so she gets back she does like this whole thing of like planting this tree and it like and after a few days they get word from quinar it worked like cool yeah and she's like and basically both of them are free of the obligation of the human queen and then she hunts down Luke and kills him. I actually don't know. So while reading this book, I was like, and I'm still not convinced it isn't true, is that Luke is actually Hook, but it never comes out. Oh. It never, like, like I... Because he got turned to stone, right? He didn't get turned to stone. He actually, oh. she saved his life. She was from Elda. She was like, please don't kill him. Let okay. him be tried by jury. Like, that's justice for us. Yeah. Um. And so I don't know. Like, yeah. I was not convinced that it wasn't him. But this whole book, I was like, yeah, that would totally be another trope. Because okay. at the beginning of the book, Luella and Luke actually talk about that wolf because they'd seen that wolf together as a child, or at least she had. And uh-huh. Luke mentions that wolf would have never hurt you. And I was just kind of like, he's the fucking wolf, isn't he? But it never comes he's, up in the book. Oh, he's probably the fucking bo- wolf. But I don't know if there's another book in this series. It says it's a standalone. So yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. um, so Luella is like, it's that type of thing where Luella feels like she's supposed to be happy, but she's mm-hmm. really not. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I belong here anymore. I don't, but I don't know what to do. I've gotten everything I wanted. I'm back in captain. I have my patience again. I have this life. She also learns that while she was gone, uh, Eldis sent their healer from Quinar over to captain Aww. so that they would have someone until they found a new healer. Aww. Yeah. So God he was damn never. I'll just like get your shit together. Come on. Yeah. Um, so close and he actually also paid for a new like paid an incredible sum of money for a new healer like the best of the best to be sent back to captain so that he could get his healer back but he was like really making sure that like no don't worry and he never told her this though would have been nice right communication communication is so important important. king (laughs) eldest god well and i think that he kind of assumed that she would believe that he was a good person this whole time like and it's like, um, no, you stole me away from my family. 
We haven't done a lot. No. To- so um, no. at, there's a de- celebration for Luella's return. And at the celebration, she's supposed to make a speech or something. And she just kind of bolts. She's like, I cannot oh. do this because I am not happy. And I can't no. pretend to be happy. And so she goes out by herself and she's like crying and she doesn't know what to do. And her mom kind of comes up to her. Great Mrs. Weasley energy. And oh. it's like, listen. Yes. And Luella tells her mom about Eldis and her feelings. And her mom is like, you do know you're not the only healer in the world, right? Like, we can find another. And Eldis literally sent one, is sending one to us. You don't oh have God. to stay. <laughs> Let me just remove that reason for you yeah. right now. Like, um, so she's like, go, be happy, be with your man. And she's like, Luella is like, I don't know if I can. I have no one else to guide me through the fade. Wait, she has her magic wolf. Yeah, magic fade wolf. Oh man. Okay. Can you imagine the giant, most giant middle finger? If it is Luke, of just like, hey, will you guide the person you used to love back to uh, to their lover? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why it also kind of doesn't make sense because it's like Hook actually doesn't mind. Um, what's his face? Oh, uh, Eldest. Oh, hi, baby. Yeah, that doesn't make a ton of sense, Bitsy. What's wrong? Everything. What do your What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> so they see nothing. When oh my god, tail. Uh, what? So when Luella returns, Eldest is actually making an announcement about like why Spring has returned and where the Human Queen is and all this stuff. And in the middle of it, and it's like a big crowd, right? And while he's speaking, she's just like, "I love you, Eldest." <laughs> Girl. And he's like very surprised, but is like, and I love you. There is a time and place, but also that's fucking adorable. I love it. No, I, I absolutely love it, so love it, and I think it's perfect. So he he like he's they embrace, like they're so happy to see each other. They go somewhere private, and she explains. She's like, I had to leave in order to know that my feelings for you were genuine. Like uh-huh. I'm sorry that I left, and he's like, Oh, I get it now okay, cool. I'm sorry. Well, he doesn't say sorry, but he's like, I get it now. And I actually like that though, because though it it kind of throws the trope of destiny out the Mm -hmm. window. Cause it's like, no destiny is what was bringing them together and was poisoning them. Right. And they came back together of their own, of her own volition, really. Like she was like, I'm coming back. I love you. So they embrace like, like that thing. And then, so he pushes the coronation back a few days so they could fuck. Hell yeah. yeah. And Fuck uh, yeah. and they do it. She's the, and it's explained that she's the last human queen. Aww. Yeah. The end. So does he does he still have to deal with all the bullshit on his end? Yeah, they kind of deal with it together. So I think that the the okay. end of the story is kind of like they this is the first day of something new essentially okay. so they're gonna try they're gonna they know that she's the last human queen because they don't need one anymore right but because like even she sits down on the throne and she's like yeah i can feel all the energy but it's not taking anything from me anymore so does it's not she exhausting still have, like, magic and stuff she does still have magic okay. she still has control Do- over magic so it's just kind of like things are going to change in the future and we're going to figure it out together you know right. we don't know Do we where- know what happened to harrow he turns out okay not great he's still okay. recovering um, if there's another book, I bet it's going to come. I'll bet, them. yeah, Harrow. And then, well, yeah. so there's another book. The book about in in when they reference Dresden, she, his wife is pregnant. And so it makes mm-hmm. me think that there's probably a book about him, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I know there's a book about, like, a fae prince as well that also exists in this universe. Ooh. 
So yeah, there's a lot of like, so, okay, let's move on to reviews. I was going to say, I liked this one actually quite a bit. I just, so I got so just, I was drowning in tropes. Mm -hmm. I was really drowning in the tropes and I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just too old and cynical. I know. I do know that 14 year old to probably 20 year old Margie would have eaten this book in a day and loved it, loved every minute of it. Um, I just now I'm kind of like I've read a lot of I this was a very good example of a lot mm-hmm. of books like this that I have read. Yeah. So but it was a very good example of it. So if you're craving a book like this, highly recommend it. Hell yeah. Yeah, do it. it- it feels a little bit like the author was very much in an octopus playing the drum sort of way, just lashing out at every trope possible yes, and being like, and yes. this one, and this one, and this one. Well, and also, like, uh, the beginning of the book does not do the end justice because I okay. loved the end of the book, like how it turned out, like, that they circumvented their own destinies, but they were still loved each other and were meant for each other and wanted to be together, but they didn't let destiny, like, tell them that right. that was the case, I guess. So I, I liked that, but the beginning of the book was just A, so tropey, and B, not well explained mm-hmm. that it took away from the ending for me and mm-hmm. really from the whole book and also um, from the characters too because I mm-hmm. love Eldis's character growth. His I character know. growth is so good. I like simp hard for him when you're like oh yeah and he likes to cook and i'm like oh done well and also he says things like i cannot watch you sit on that throne and die like i I can't do it and i was like um oh my god this is to do let's see so ratings yes one more thing the the cover makes me uncomfy i don't like the expressions on their faces it's not what they would have looked like okay elvis looks like how he might have looked like he's the expression is weird he's just much more awkward than that he's only suave in bed that's fair yeah um and also she doesn't like to wear dresses she doesn't like to wear gowns like i i just didn't like it okay that she she looks much older than i imagine she is yes she's 19 yeah and in my brain, this is like them after a while. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's very Thranduil. All very, right. The Thranduil and Thranduil energy is crazy. Uh, which honestly is the energy that I want to bring into my life because, like, everyone should love themselves as much as Thranduil That's loves Thranduil. True. Let's be honest. That's true. Also, <laughs> everyone should be able to, to walk into a room looking that badass. Right. Everybody. All right. So everybody needs ratings, that. really quick. Um, yes. I would give both. Eldis and um, our girl, Luella, either four out of fives or five out of fives. Um, Particular Eldis, I think, gets a five out of five just because the character growth is so good. Gross. Yeah. And uh, Luella, I don't know why I'm struggling not to give her five out of five, but maybe just because she didn't have as much growth. She was kind of already there. Yeah. Like she. I mean, as long as she's still a solid character with an interesting background, I feel like. I feel like she handled all... This is going to sound weird and terrible. She handled all the bullshit at the beginning of the book maybe a little too well. Yeah, yeah. And that that whole part with Luke, like, asking her to, like, leave with him and eventually asking her to marry him, like, is handled, like, very, like, well, hopefully this will all resolve itself by this afternoon. And I'm like, that's not how life works. No, No. that would be absolutely horrifying. Yeah, that I... That, that would be my reasoning, is maybe she handled it just a little too well. Yeah, 
Right. Maybe it right. could have been more traumatic for her. <laughs> yeah, let's just add in more trauma. Why not? Why not? Um, the plot, I would honestly give it, well, then again, four out of five. It, yeah, I was going to say the world building, I feel like. The concepts were described, great. The explanations yes. were not. Exactly. And exactly. Um, the just the amount of tropes. Wolf, uh, special yeah. human, um, light and dark. Um, and I don't, I, I love me a good trope. Love it. Yeah. I don't like them everywhere. No. I don't like them written on the wall in blood. Like it's like your favorite food. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Roll it back. Margie, where do you write your tropes? <laughs> I thought in the wall in blood was the only way to put them. <laughs> the chamber of tropes has been opened. Oh no. <laughs> Enemies to lovers beware. <laughs> well, damn it. Now we have to sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> Shit. Um, Who opened the chamber of tropes? God damn it. <laughs> That's got to be the episode title The Chamber of Tropes. Oh, the Chamber of Tropes has been opened. <laughs> been opened. Um, oh my God. Uh, yeah, so I would give it just, yeah. I always want to honestly give it three out of five just because of those two things. Mm. But the ending is so good. The, the ending is good. so good. I desperately want to make that sticker. The Chamber of Tropes? The, like, as in, like, blood on the wall, kind of, the Chamber of Tropes has been opened. <laughs> Enemies to lovers beware. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, um, well, we have a sticker idea. Maybe a shirt idea. Who maybe? knows? Uh, so, and then... The entire book overall, I would give a six out of ten, maybe a seven, okay. um, because right. it's it's above average, but like yeah. it's not awesome, you right. know. It's not like amazing. So, for me, having not read it, based solely on like the characters themselves, especially our boy, um, I'd probably lean closer to a seven. But mm-hmm. again, I haven't read it, right. so I'm sure right. that there's a well, lot. Well, and of I would just, be like, curious to see what your opinion is if you ever decide to read it. It's on Kindle Unlimited, so yeah. if you have, I that. might read read this one or like another one in the series. Yeah, that would be good because then you could get a sense for her that. writing too. Um, right. And then the smut, the smut is like so vanilla. Aw, it's that's it's sad. it's very just <laughs> vanilla. I would give it a two, like not right. because it's bad, but because it's two out of five. Not yeah, wonderful. And um, hey, we, sh- we should roll real quickly. For those of you who are new to the podcast, hi, welcome. Probably should have said that before the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, our rating system is one to five for our characters, plot, and smut, and then one to ten for the overall book. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So, uh, yeah, that's what, I, uh, that's what I got. I like it. Yeah. That, was, that was delightful. Margie, you got a good one. I think get a good one. Thank you to Zach, who recommended one. this to me. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry that it took me so long to get to. That's <laughs> eh, okay. Um life uh-huh this is uh-huh. me future <laughs> future everything's chrome it's yeah, fine everything's chrome <laughs> shiny and chrome it's cool uh all I'm just right get you like a, a, a can of like edible like gold or edible silver spray paint Please so you can do like just oh. shiny and chrome i don't want to shit chrome that's a mad max reference oh okay sorry okay. i've never seen it <laughs> All right, let's end the episode. Love you all. Uh, Goodbye. Hey, hey, Aileen, you. Thank you for the use of your song, Oh Love, off the album Be Held. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.